I woke up and I was like, I feel so anxious. Walked down to get a triple shot coffee and then uh, shat myself. So we didn't actually shit myself, but you know, period, uh, not period, period, coffee poos. Coffee poos. It's a lot, isn't it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of 2021 for It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield. I'm your host, Abby Chatfield, obviously. If you're listening to this and don't know that it's me, that's a bit confusing. But hello, welcome. Welcome to any new listeners that I have from I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Um, And everyone else has come back for another new year of It's a Lot. Um, So as we all know, this year is thus far as much of a shit show as last year was. I mean, I'm not sure who we were kidding, uh, thinking that 2021 would be any different. I truly, on New Year's Eve, was like, next year. Yes, 2021, we're out of 2020. Things will change. Things will be better. Uh, What, seven or eight days in, we've got a revolution. We've got uh, Trump supporters storming Capitol Hill. Uh, We've got a lockdown in Brisbane that I'm currently enduring three full days. A poor Brisbane gal. And uh, coronavirus strains are mutating. So will it be any different this year? Probably not, but as my very good friend Cisha texted me the other day, 2021 is for the girls, the gays, and the theys, and fuck everyone else. Um, Yeah, so obviously this year we've started off on a bad foot with MAGA supporters storming uh, Capitol Hill. I'm not a political podcast, so we're not going to get too into that because I'm not educated enough. But I do want to say I hope they impeach Trump. So at first I was like, I don't really get why we would impeach Trump. I mean, he's only got, I think, what, like under two weeks left of his presidency. Biden will be president on the 20th of January, the 21st Australia time. But apparently there are lots of reasons for this. And the biggest reason is that he can't run in 2024. And he also, let me get the meme up. Hold, please. Okay, so he loses his $200,000 plus pension for the rest of his life. I mean, does it matter? Does it really matter? I mean, I don't know how much money he has. Everyone says he's in half a billion dollars of debt, but I don't know if he has secret money. So that's one tick. He also loses his $1 million year a year travel allowance, which is, again, do we care about the money? But the last two are quite important. So he would lose his lifetime full secret service detail, which protects him from the world. Um, not that we want him to be physically harmed, but, you know, it would be a whole different story, him going out into the world as just Donald Trump, not former President Donald Trump. And he also loses his ability to run in 2024, which we all know he probably would try. He is a narcissist and he has a cult of personality and he may win. So if everyone else was confused like I am, those are the reasons. Um, in regards to coronavirus, everything is shit. Life is shit. I honestly am the most anxious I've been in a very, very, very long time. And I can't tell what the reason is. I know about you guys, but I think when it comes to a new year, you tend to put pressure on yourself to be happier and to be a new you. And you're like, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to I'm gonna have a little app where I lodge my emotions every day, which I have been doing. And every day it's just anxious, anxious, lonely, anxious. And I look back and it's literally like I'm scrolling through now. It literally is like a face. I wish you could see this. It's a face with a sweat mark on its eye. And it's like, Ugh! and it goes anxious, anxious, lonely, lonely, sick, anxious, lonely, sick. <laughs> 
And I'm like, when do we start getting to the happy? Um, the app is good though. It's resilience project, but it's like one of the things is like really bad anxiety. The other one is I am very lonely and sad. So that's how my 2021 is going in terms of mental health. And I think it's partly because of the pressure that I'm putting on myself to make it different this year. Um, and to make some sort of uh, progress as well as the fact that I'm a back on your TV screens and it's making me very, very anxious. I mean, obviously I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here is a whole different kettle of fish. Is that the saying? I don't know. It's a whole different thing, I guess. Like, fuck me. Um, You know, I wasn't born 1941. I don't know these weird sayings, but... It's it's a whole different thing to The Bachelor and the edit, I guess. I don't even know if you could call it an edit because it's just how things are. They show full conversations start to finish. I haven't noticed any editing at all. Like everything is just exactly how it happened in order, which we love about I'm a Celeb. And it's been great and I've got a lot of love from it and it's just been a whole different experience. And filming that was awful. But it was the best. It truly was the best of times and the worst of times. Um, but because I'm back on TV, every every day that it's on, I'm not kidding when I say I watch it and I'm shaking. Like I have a physical anxiety reaction to seeing myself on TV and having real-time reactions to me. Um, because it seems that uh, you know, certain people, I mean, we all knew this, certain people in the world want to hate me just because they want to either be right and say that their presumptions about me from The Bachelor and whatever other shows I've been on um, is correct and they were never wrong and they don't have to back down or they just don't like uh, women with big titties. So um, it's been super interesting, but it's been much better but that doesn't help my anxiety. I also haven't gone to therapy in 10 weeks, which is a really bad idea for me um, because I was filming I'm a Celeb and then I got back and it was Christmas and the and they were closed. And then now I'm like, can we get me into therapy? Um, because I am struggling so hard. Like I yesterday was so anxious that I lost feelings in my hands. And I uh, vomited a few times. So, honestly, things aren't going well for your girl for 2021. (laughs) She's vomiting. She's got no feeling in her hands. But I've started a new antidepressant. So, for those of you who are new listeners, I was on Lexapro for a little while. I was on antidepressant, uh, which was great for me. I mean, it's different for everyone. But it was great for me mentally. But I couldn't come. And obviously that is the worst side effect for me particularly because all I do all day is read your emails about your sex issues or about like your new sex positions or whatever the fuck you guys are talking about when it comes to orgasms. And I'm like, it's it's like it's like hosting a cooking show if you're on a fasting diet. It's like I can't come and I also can't get wet, but I read your emails or your DMs or you tag me and like just had the best sex or like just suck dick really well because of you. And I'm like, I'm really proud of you guys. But unfortunately for me, I'm not getting dick because I can't get wet and I don't really want to have sex. So when I flex a pro, uh, I replaced it with uh, uh, more talk therapy, but now I haven't had talk therapy and I'm on a new antidepressant called 
Valdoxin or something. I don't really know. Apparently, it makes you really horny. So <laughs> everyone DM'd me on Instagram and was like, babe, you're going to masturbate like 12 times a day. And I'm like, well, we're already at eight. So I'm concerned about, like, I'm concerned about how much further we can push the limit. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm concerned my, my interpersonal relationships will suffer. I'm concerned no one will be able to get a hold of me. I'm concerned about my using all my data up if my wife, I'm just, I'm worried about a few things when it comes to my masturbation quota, but yeah, so that's happening with me. That's a rundown. Um, but back to I'm a Celeb. So on the show, there was a, we, I guess we'd call it a confrontation uh, uh, with a certain Roberto Di Domenico, uh, AFL legend and Brownlow medalist. And the thing is, I want to preface this by saying I love Dipper. Like Dipper is so funny. He was like the best value in camp. Uh, and my confrontation was taken by some um, conservative people as me attacking him, which is it always is whenever a woman speaks back to a man, it's you're attacking him and you hate him and how can you pretend to like him after you humiliated him and whatnot. It's like, no, I just had a conversation with him and the conversation wasn't about Dipper specifically, though it was had with Dipper. It was more about an overarching issue of slut-shaming girls for having titties and wearing bikinis. One sec, I'm having a sip of water before we start this. Thirsty bitch. All right. So, also, I'm not sure if everyone can tell, but I am like super because I haven't eaten today because I've been so anxious, and all I've had is a coffee with three shots and caramel. So I'm like, blah, 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 blah. and also I'm excited to be recording again. All right, so Dipper, here's the thing for those of you who don't know what happened, basically, I'm in the jungle. It is approximately 40 degrees every day. You're under a canopy, it's humid as fuck. And I am in my bikini a lot because we shower in our bikinis and obviously go for swims a lot. Um, the men in camp are shirtless uh, when they swim, obviously, as is tradition. And the women uh, are in bikinis. That's just, I mean, this seems ridiculous to explain, but it's going to make sense in a bit. <laughs> people are like, why is she telling us that people swim in bikinis? Yeah, babe, I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. It's weird. So whenever I wear my bikini around... Dipper, like, I would say happened three or four times whenever I get changed. Dipper would say, you're not going out looking like that or you're not going out wearing that or something like that. Um, and every time I just kind of go, oh, you know, the standard response that a lot of women have, I think, is to just laugh things off and just sort of be like, oh, okay, okay. And that's something that I used to do in my old job uh, when I used to work in commercial real estate, which is a very male-dominated industry. And I had to really push back and train myself to question uh, why people were doing things like telling me to get the paper in the morning when it wasn't my role. So it takes a lot of training to be able to talk back at all. Um, And the first couple of times this happened, I was like, do I just let it slide and hope it doesn't make the the last cut because I wouldn't want to make the cut and people think it was normal. Um, or do I say something and risk being uh, a villain again? Because while the edit or while the way that the show is being depicted, I guess, is like we're 
no one's a villain in this show, right? But I still have this past trauma of being on The Bachelor where everyone hated me and then everyone went into the media afterwards and was like, she's evil. And then everyone was like all the contestants. So I was scared of everyone else not liking me. I was scared of being considered confrontational. I was scared of being considered difficult or dramatic. I was also worried about the edit being that I am just starting drama for airtime or whatever. So I left it the first couple of times because I was like, you know what? It actually isn't worth it. And in the jungle, we eat nothing. And I'm sure you understand that, like, logically, but you eat nothing. I've never been so hungry in my entire life. It is ridiculous. You're so tired, hot, exhausted, and what you eat is just beige. It's very confusing for your brain. So you're exhausted. And I was like, I can't be asked to have this conversation right now. Um, But if it happens again, I'll do it. And this is like day four. I knew he was going to say something as soon as I walked out my bikini. So I walked out my bikinis and I tried to kind of sneak around the corner from the toilets to the pool. And Dipper said again, you aren't going out looking like that. And I'd kind of pushed back before, which you saw on the show if you watched it, um, with Tony being like, oh, Dipper, this is my most conservative bikinis, which it is. I wasn't even being dramatic. It literally, I have like full G-bangers that I wear. And usually, to be quite frank, if I'm at a random beach, before I was on TV, I would go topless. So like I am not. Like, I didn't give a fuck. Like, who cares? But him commenting on it, I was like, oh, come on, Dip. Like, ha, ha, ha. And that was me being like, okay, as the people on uh, Twitter who were right wing saying, you should have given him a chance, generation gap. That was, I gave him, there were there were four or four, five times before this happened, right? So, or three or four. So, he said it and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And I think the best thing to do when someone says something that you think is uh, wrong, like sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, transphobic, whatever, is to just get them to explain themselves. Because I think, like with Dipper, and I, would, I got trolled, people DM me saying he didn't mean anything. Yeah, I know he didn't mean it, but that's the whole, that's actually the whole issue is that he didn't mean it in a bad way. The whole issue is that it's so ingrained into our society and to the psyche of men particularly and older men that it's okay to say these things that he thought he thinks it's a joke, but for me it's part of rape culture and for women it's part of rape culture and it's part of a sexualization of that we've endured since since you're a kid. So I I asked him and I think this is the best way to do it is to just be like what do you mean by that? Because often when you ask someone to explain their joke, quote unquote joke, they can't explain it without outing themselves as having a moment of being sexy. It's not that I'm saying Dipper is a misogynist through and through. I, like like I said, I love Dip. Like this is not about Dipper, but I think it's about the culture in which he has existed his entire career and a lot of men exist. So asked him, what's the deal with that Dip? He basically ended up saying, well, it means you're asking for it. And I said, asking for what? And he goes, oh, atten- uh, attention. Or, and I was just like, I'm not having this conversation and someone telling me that I'm asking for it. And he said that he was pr- being protective and that, and that men um, and, you know, father figures are protective of women, which made me quite upset. I went down to the pool and I cried to Ash and Tony um, which I also got in trouble for on Twitter for apparently wanting attention and quote-unquote grandstanding. Hey, we're filmed 24 hours a day. We don't know what's getting in there. How am I grandstanding by going away from the group and crying by myself in the pool? Anyway, so I got I got um, kind of shit for that, but went down, had a cry, and it upset me because 
the I guess the the assumption here and the implication in that men that I am being protected is that men are dangerous and therefore we should change our behavior like I said on the show it's that men can't resist me wearing a socially acceptable bikini uh, so I need to cover up and I can't leave the quote-unquote house looking like that. Also, the comment made no fucking sense because I was go- I was in a closed set with 10 people. Like, what are you protecting me from, Dipper? Like, wh- I, 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 I get that, like, that's the saying and it's a joke, but, like, protecting me f- from what? It makes me think that it's more of a desire to restrict women from wearing what they want to wear, not that you're actually protecting me because who is there that can hurt me? No, everyone there is an amazing, lovely person. So who who's hurting me? Like the cameramen? Like no. The soundos? No. The cast? No. The directors? No. Like no one there is a threat. So it actually isn't about protection when you really think about it. It's about controlling women's uh, clothing and our choices. Um, and again, I don't think Dipper thought this deep into it, obviously. I'm not saying Dipper's going, I'm going to control what Abby wears. But it's just the whole notion of it uh, perpetuates this. Um, it also upset me uh, because, uh, you know, Ash is barely wearing a shirt in the show. And that's, you know, that's that's super chill. Um, but I'm in a bikini. I also had a shirt on when he first said it. I had a T-shirt and bikini bottoms on. So I'm more covered up than Ash is, but I'm still getting shit. Um, it just, it just, it just f- fucked me off, to be honest. And I was too tired to fight back. And I think I ended up crying a lot because I felt like I didn't do enough to bite back. And I didn't, I didn't push back enough. I didn't have an educating conversation. I guess I did um, make Dipper rethink his words. And he's messaged me since and been like, I've, I know to not say that anymore, which is amazing. I love Dip. But um, it just made me upset that I didn't have the energy, the physical energy to kind of have a an overwhelmingly positive conversation with Dipper because the way your mindset is in the show is you kind of have like – you only have – you have a finite amount of uh, – you have a finite amount of energy. So you have like 10 points of energy for the day and a conversation beyond where it's happening tomorrow is like eight points of the 10. And then you have two for the rest of the day. So it's just, it's just a lot to take in. Um, you know, uh, Tony's support was amazing and uh, same with Ash. But the the thing is, as well, um, there was this excuse that there was a generation gap, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. I think that there shouldn't be a generation gap. But where where does the gap end? Do we say if you're fifty plus, you're allowed to say these things, and we can just say it's generation gap? Where do we where do we give them the pass to just say these things? Like what's what's the limit? Because there has to be a limit, right? Someone who's thirty can't say those things, but someone who's sixty can. Like, it's okay for them to think that way. I don't understand where the gap is and how I have to work in understanding um, the person who's making the comment, not the other way around. It's that I have to work in accepting that this is a generation gap and I have to um, I have to work on understanding Dipper 
Dipper doesn't have to work on understanding me. It's just that I have to bridge the gap. He doesn't have to go, right, well, this is what they're doing. This is this is moving with the times. I have to go transport myself back to 1981 into a footy locker room. He doesn't have to transport himself to right here, right now, or national television. That's the implication there. Um, also, like, I don't have a dad. My dad left when I was born. Ew. But um, I have an amazing uncle who you guys might have seen on The Bachelor, Uncle Rob. He His Instagram is Uncle Robbie J. He might have seen him fighting people in comments. Very funny. But he's um, around Dipper's age, and I have never heard him say anything like that to me or his daughters, ever. Like, I told him about this incident at Christmas, and he was like, why the bloody hell would anyone say that to you? Like, I run around in bikinis, obviously, at Christmas at his house. No one in my family, I've never had anyone in my family ever say that or have them say that to them by a family member. Like, that's just not a thing I've witnessed. I understand it's in pop culture, but this isn't a normal thing. And I think my uncle and my the older people in my family, even my, my grandpa would never, ever say anything like that. And he he's passed away, but he would be like 90 now and he would never say anything. My grandma would, would say, how bloody ridiculous. And she died when she was 91. So let's just get like some 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 context here in that it isn't normal and it isn't acceptable just because of your age. And I think in doing that, we're taking a step backwards and we are kind of allowing a little part of us to be living in 1981 um, and not pushing for change now. I got a lot of DMs after this interaction from some from parents of uh, you know, preteens and teenagers, and some from actual, some actual real life fourteen year olds and twelve year olds messaging me, and it was so cute. But th- they were saying things like, "Thank you for uh, standing up uh, for us because I'm in year nine, and I've already been told that I have to uh, wear uh, a rashi when I swim. I'm in year nine. I've already been catcalled by boys when I'm at school because I have I have C cup boobs and I'm the first person to develop. There's all these things that I think ring true to a lot of women, and it 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 makes me upset because like I've been sexualized since I was ten years old, not by men in my family and not by people trying to control what I wear. Thank God, because I've had I have an amazing family that would never ever try to change how I dress. But there have been people outside of the family and outs- and you know I've been cut calls since I was ten on the street. I've been yelled at since I was ten, fifteen because I I ten, twelve, sorry, because I have double D tits when I was in grade six. Like this isn't just about me wearing a bikini national television. This is about the idea that women are sexualized without their consent from when they start puberty, basically, and sometimes even before. It's it's a common notion and it's a common thread throughout our society. And I think unless we question the lower level jokes, then we don't get to go up to the next part of the pyramid of actually combating rape culture. Because saying someone is asking for it because they are wearing a bikini is the basis of of rape culture. It is the absolute foundations in which further thought is able to fester and and be perpetuated through society and that women who are sexually assaulted are asking for it. Now, that isn't what Dipper was saying. That is not, I just want to clarify, Dipper was not saying you deserve to get assaulted. Just want to defend my boy Dipper. But it is something that needs to be spoken about and... Um, yeah, it, it 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 was quite. It was such a weird um, moment to have 
uh, on national TV of, of me crying so much. And I felt like such a, such a fucking failure not being able to speak about it properly. Um, but I don't know, being in that environment kind of, kind of makes you, makes you exhausted and reconsider what's, what's important. I had, um, I obviously look at Twitter all the time. Like I literally see every tweet about me. So, because uh, I'm scared that someone's going to, people hate me because I'm so used to it. But I saw a lot of tweets um, and a lot of comments, a lot, a few comments on my Instagram have been like, it's a family show. You shouldn't wear that on a family show. Okay. Every, first of all, every other woman on the show is in bikinis. Like every other woman. Like, I don't know why I'm, well, I do know why I'm being picked on because I'm, I'm the sex villain from The Bachelor. But it's like, Tony, like Tony's in a bikini. It's looking amazing. Pauline is in a bikini. It's looking amazing. I just happen to have E cup titties and like I and like a bit of an ass and thighs and I'm 25. So it's like and because I was the I was the sexual one and I also have this podcast where I tell you guys how to suck dick and eat pussy. Then it's like sh- Abby's body can't be shown on TV. It also do you know how shit it is for people to say that your body is so offensive as it is not be allowed to be seen on TV. Like someone said that they were disturbed by my body, they, that it was disturbing for their family to see my body, to see my boobs. Um, and I know they didn't mean it in a way that was like you're unattractive, but it's almost worse. It's like me existing is somehow sexually assaulting your eyes, like me, like my my body um, in its natural state and how I am and uh, is is so offensive to you, just in a bikini. Like just in a normal bikini. Also, everyone get ready for that on the line because by the end, all of us were not wearing very many clothes. We gave up on the modesty smocks. Like we we truly gave up. I was wearing a white bra at one point in the water. That was a white lace bra. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Sorry, Colin. Sorry, Col. I don't care. So um yeah, it was um it was nice, but I've got a lot of support from you guys and um the people who were saying that it's a family show. This is like on The Bachelor. This actually reminds me of The Bachelor, where I get blamed for the editing. Like I, like it's a family show. We shouldn't have to see a woman in a bikini. Okay, first of all, you've never seen a woman in a bikini before. Confusing to say the least. Um, second of all, why am I getting blamed for what cuts they're using? Like why am I getting blamed? Like everyone at some point in that jungle was was almost nude. Like was almost nude because it changed. There's no there's no privacy. Just a heads up. I saw everyone like. Like we're in the out in the open, but why am I getting in trouble for the cuts the producers are choosing? I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, thanks for all your support. Love you all. But that was basically the Dipper thing. Um, I actually might get Dipper on the podcast. I usually fucking hoot. But um, uh, yeah. I then got people having a go at me for humiliating Dipper and and saying that it was my fault that I then when I uploaded the the clip again and you know Dips messaged me saying sorry and everything's everything's all good like I just I'm glad that conversation was able to be had on national tv because I've got a lot of dms from you guys saying that you had conversations with your um, brothers or sons or boyfriends or husbands or whatever the men in your life and they didn't understand why that was a bad thing to say and you've explained it to them well love you all um or you've at least had a conversation in which they understand that it isn't okay even if they don't get it they they are aware that it's a no-no um, to say things like that. So looking forward to being slut shamed even further uh, throughout my life, but hopefully it's a bit less. And hopefully if any of you have been slut shamed, you can um, just ask the question. Just be like, what do you mean by that? And then watch it all unravel. Uh, but don't walk away and cry like I did. That was That was a big mistake. <laughs>
Okay, everyone. So as of this year, I've realized that a lot of you have awful dating stories that you either DM me, some of you tag me in your close friends' stories, which is so iconic and funny. But there are so many stories from your dating lives, your sex lives, whatever, even just your general lives that are absolute nightmare fuel for me. Like, just pure panic that I tell my girlfriends and they think they're hilarious. So the other day, someone uh, sent me their close friend's stories and it was the funniest story. I mean, I find it hilarious. If you don't find this funny, whatever. But I found it so bizarre. It was like a soft boy moment. Um, So this girl basically DM'd me and said a, a guy that had stood her up, she'd been in contact with again. So they organized a date through a dating app. He didn't come. She was like, what the fuck? Whatever. I kind of forgot about it. She saw him mumble again, and this is what happened. It seems boring at first, but listen to it. I swear to God, it's funny. All right. So first of all, oh, my God. So we matched on Bumble again. I saw him, and I was obviously just curious to whether or not he would have seen me and matched me, and he did. And on his profile, it says, swipe right if you actually want to meet in person. And I'm like, you stood me up. So then... I just messaged him and I said, swipe right if you actually meet in person. Says the guy who didn't show up to our date. And he was like, did you just match me just to say that? Um, I tried to reschedule and you never replied. And I was like, anyway, a bit of back and forward where he was just like trying to bullshit saying he had messaged me. And I was like, you didn't, like, you didn't. And then he was trying to ask, this was last night. And then he's like, well, I'm out tonight if you want to meet up. And I was like, <laughs> anyway, I got boozy and messaged his phone number. And I said, because he kept being like, come on. And I was like, no, ew. But then I messaged his phone number and I was like, if you can show me screenshots of your messages to me to tell me that you weren't coming. So the story's been pretty basic at the moment, but just fucking wait. He sends me a screenshot of our text messages and I'd sent him a message at like midnight, the night of our date, and said like, I can't believe that you would do that to someone like that's so fucked up. Um, yeah, I'm embarrassed for you. And then he replied at about 1am. By this point, I'd blocked his number, so this didn't come through for me. But he replied at 1am, being like, you know, I'm so sorry, I'm such an asshole. I understand if you hate me, all that. Side note, we love a queen with boundaries. We love that she blocked him before even the night was over. Iconic from her. I would not be as strong. Love that for you. Let's continue. And he was like, sorry, I just had too many drinks at my Christmas party and lost track of time. And I'm like, wait, wait. So you're telling me it took you five hours to realize that you were supposed to be on a date? And this is where it starts getting good. He's like, no, I sent those messages earlier. They just mustn't have come through till later. And I'm like, but you literally replied to what I'd said at midnight. No, no, mate. I just want to reiterate that at this point, like, I'm I'm not, I do not like this guy. I'm not at all interested in pursuing him, but I'm just entertaining the fuck out of myself with this conversation. Anyway, I'm just sitting back, like, laughing faces, being like, look, like, your stories just don't add up. Like, you're clearly lying. Like, I don't know why you're just lying. I can see right through you. And then I get this message. Take note of what his name is on my phone. Okay, so I'm going to read this out to you guys. So his name is Wanker on her phone, which is iconic from her. Uh, She says, look, your stories aren't making sense. I don't know why you're lying. There's no point. Good luck in the dating scene. And he goes, why would I lie? My Christmas party was at a club underground. I thought I'd sent them, but they didn't go through until I was up upstairs. I just don't know why... Oh no! I just don't know that many people who would leave their Christmas party willingly to meet someone for a date they never met. I think it's pretty unfair for you to request that, really. Keep in mind, he's organised the date. 
I thought we got on well and with this whole COVID thing, it, I haven't been trying to reschedule until it's a bit more sorted. I think it's unfair to expect people to go out ATM during a pandemic with the chance that I could catch the virus and potentially spread it to people that I know. I'm free tonight, though, if you want to grab a drink. Say Shady Pines by Shady Pines by 4.30 to 5. Shady Pines, where they were originally meant to be. This is fucking hilarious because... He's okay. So he's saying that a Christmas party is safer than a date with one-on-one, and he's like, "How dare? How da- gaslighting? How dare you? How dare you expect me to meet up with you during a pandemic?" It's like, yeah, like that—that's that, a fair enough thing to say. Except you literally were at a Christmas party, but I'm assuming over like twenty people at least, right? Like you're at a fucking Christmas party. Hilarious. It continues. It actually gets better somehow. It's fucked. So, okay, for one, I saw a picture of his Christmas party. It was in a, like, school fucking hall. It wasn't in an underground club. Lie. Then he's trying to make out that how dare I um, expect him to leave his Christmas party to meet up with me when he doesn't even know me, even though he organised the date and said five hours earlier, I can't wait to see you. And then it's apparently unfair for me to expect him to go out with this virus going around. How dare I expect him to go out on a date with me? Like, no wonder he stood me up. He couldn't go out with the virus. He was at his Christmas party. And then, like, trying to make a date (laughs) for tonight. Anyway, I was just like, look, why would you make a plan to date if you had your Christmas party on and I didn't pressure you into anything? I'm just reading the messages now and I'm like, because he's 32 and I was like, I thought being older that you'd have your head screwed on, but I'm a little bit disappointed to see that may not be the case. See you at Shady Pines, 5 p.m. Anyway, he was like, I don't really understand why we're bothering. It seems like you're mad at me. He's like, will you rock up or is it just a revenge or something? And I was like, that's a risk you're going to have to take. That's a risk you're going to have to take is so iconic. That is so iconic. I actually have goosebumps when I I can't with her. It continues. Oh, also, I forgot to mention that he was trying to get me to go out last night to the Argyle and the Rocks with him. And... I was like, no, but then I said to him, wait, why were you out last night if you're so worried about this virus? And he's like, I wasn't out last night. And I was like, you literally asked me to go to the Argyle because you were there. You had your mate's birthday. Like, I was like, do you have a brain issue? Like, are you can you literally not remember this? And then he said this. So she literally asked him, you said you had a mate's birthday at the Argyle. Do you have a memory problem or something? No offence intended. I'm genuinely asking, how do you not remember this? Because <laughs> he asked her and he goes, yeah, well, it was a mate's birthday at work. We were planning to go out. I'm hungover. That's why, lol. Yeah, I have a brain memory issue. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay, I'd feel bad now. Oh, my God. Fuck off. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, were you born with it? And he was like, yeah, it kind of sucks when people are mean about it. And I was like, tell me more about it. I'm really interested. And then he's like, why? And I was like, because you're full of fucking shit. Like, I can see right through you. And I was like, I just can't believe this. Like, I'm a fucking catch and you missed out. So, yeah. So, first of all, yes, you are a fucking catch and he missed out, which is so iconic. I love this girl's energy. She's, I'm taking her energy through all of 2021. So, then he goes, I was just joking around. You're so serious all the time. Haha. <laughs> Come on, babe. You really don't want to get a drink? Come on, babe. You really don't want to get a drink? So I just said, all right, Shady Pines, 5 p.m. I might be there, I might not. That's a risk you're going to have to take. Obviously, I wasn't going to go. So then the texting continues. She goes, Shady Pines, 5 p.m. Might be there, might not. That's a risk. Literally says, that's a risk you're going to have to take. 
Then he goes, it's pretty far from me. It's what, around the corner for you? She goes, perfect. And she goes, you're the one that suggested it. So he's saying that it's too far away from him now. He's now saying that it's too far, which is the funniest fucking thing in the world. And she goes, you're the one that suggested it. Question mark, question mark, question mark. She's like, she's like, what the fuck? I can imagine her face just being like, what? And he goes, you didn't suggest anything, lol. I'm not sure I can get there by five. What if I message you when I'm there? And she goes, okay, obviously I she isn't going to go. And he goes, this is, this is, and this is, this is it for me. This is, this is the killer. He goes... It's. <laughs> I can't even say it. I wish we could. I wish you could get like something to read out these messages because it's so funny. It's more that I'm pretty pale from COVID. <laughs> it's more that I'm pretty pale from COVID. I just <laughs> I'm actually in tears. It's more that I'm pretty pale from COVID. I just assume girls won't be happy when I rock up pale. I've had some pretty bad first dates, is all. Pale. His excuse is he's too pale from coronavirus. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm just scared I'm too pale for you. What, mate? What? <laughs> what? All right, we're playing them all. She then posts next story saying, I can't make this shit up. Sorry, I know this is going on for so long, but anyway. Anyway, I'm like pale. He, and then he sent me, okay, so he sent me a picture of him a few weeks ago being like, this is me now, blah, blah. And then he sends me that exact same photo again today and says, am I tanned enough? And he's like, yeah, I just haven't watched sun since COVID last week. And I'm like, did you just take that photo now? And he's like, yeah. And I said, dude, you sent me that exact photo weeks ago. And he's like, yeah, I took it the other week. And he's like, so am I too pale? Or And I said, no, send me a video of you saying, Holly, I will meet you at Shady Pines at 5 p.m. And he said he was going to send me a video of him, and I'm now awaiting a video. <laughs> okay, so he then sends her a video. She's supposed to just, I'm actually in, I'm actually crying. This is the most fucked thing I've ever heard. Him being like, am I too pale for you? Like, what? What? And then he sends her a video. Hello. I think it's, hello. It's, it's just a video, like, it's probably four and a half seconds long, not even. And she literally is completely, she's taken aback, to say the least. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay, so I just wrote back and I said, like, you didn't send, send the message you were supposed to send. And he said back, oh, sorry, I forgot my memory. <laughs> and she goes, well, do it now, though. And he goes, is it a joke for your mates? And she goes, no, I just want to be able to trust you. So we're just going to go back to the fact that he asked to meet at Shady Pines at 5 p.m., okay? He suggested Shady Pines today at 5 p.m. And this is the message I've just gotten. So he said to her, we're going to meet at Shady Pines at 5 p.m. today. And she goes, all right. Then he goes, it's a bit far from me. And he go, she goes, okay, what the fuck? You suggested it. And then he sends her a video going, eh. And then she goes, dude, say what I asked you to say so that I know you want a catfish. And he sends her a fucking video. And he says, I will meet you at the Shady Pines tomorrow at 3 p.m. Sorry? At 3 p.m.? What are you fucking talking about? She goes, and then she texts him back and she goes, tomorrow, are you cancelling on me again? Ha ha ha, this has to be a joke. Where's Ashton Kutcher? I'm on punked. And then he goes, I'll be there whenever you come. I'll be there whether you come or not. I hope you'll be there, but totally understand if you're not. I'm just buggered. I had a long night last night. I'm not young anymore. Can't double up anymore like you. I do really like this banter. Sorry if I've been an ass. 
but you have a great ass. With love part eye emoji. He then goes, I have a brunch thing in Surrey Hills with a few mates. Can meet you after? And she just replies with the most iconic thing of all, can't wait, smiley face. But like colon bracket, like can't wait. Then he goes, what are you going to do tonight? And she goes, I might grab another guy. And he goes, is he better looking than me? And then she says back, he's a bit pale. And that concludes fucking Nightmare Fuel 101 from you guys. That is... I hope you understand now why I decided to start a whole new segment because of this story. It was fucking hilarious. The audacity of this man to fuck her around once, then ask her to reschedule, then say he's too pale from coronavirus, then be like, then be like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Despite the fact that it was just a wild ride. So that's all for me this week, guys. I hope you're enjoying 2021 so far, even though it's been somehow worse than last year. I hope someone has had a personal win. Um, and I'll see you next week for more a podcasting. Love you all. Mwah.